Good morning. My name is Emmy, and I am one of the students being confirmed this Sunday. Today we are celebrating those of us who have completed a two-year journey of studying the Old and New Testament and the history of the church. You will soon get to hear some of our faith journeys. We want to welcome those of you visiting with us this morning and let you know there's a connection card in your bulletin we invite you to fill out. I am not one of the confirmands. My name is Elise, and I'm one of the pastors here, and it has been my honor to get to be the student's teacher for the past year. Before that, Pastor Brent was their teacher. He's their former youth pastor. And these students have committed two years of their life to studying the Old and the New Testament and the history of the church. It is quite the accomplishment. I hope you all feel good about yourselves. They all look dashing today, I said. Um, so... And this is a unique thing. Confirmation is something that has been within the church for a long time. And it actually comes about when students enter into middle school. And for that reason, it's a time for them to take faith for their own. They've been raised up in the church, many of them. Um, but this is an opportunity for them to examine who God is, who Jesus is, and to see if this is something that they want. And for each of these students, they have thoughtfully and prayerfully made that decision on their own. So... Today we celebrate them, and Confirmation Sunday is something that the students design. So they've picked all the songs that we are singing today, and as you will see, each of them has a specific participation in the service. So we continue to worship with them this morning and thank God for their faith. Please pray with me. Lord, you know the truth about us. We do not quickly or easily or willingly bow before you as God. We prefer to be our own gods, and so it is that we drift far from you. We find ourselves following the advice of the wicked, taking the path that sinner tread, sitting in the seat of scoffers. The end of that following, of that taking, and of that sitting is spiritual dreadness. We are like a valley full of bones, dry bones. Lord, breathe on us. Come from the four winds, O breath of God. Breathe upon us that we may live, that we may love, and that we may obey. Fill us that we may follow your guidance, taking the path that saints have walked and learning from your holy word. Continue your work of melting, molding, filling, using, that we may become more and more like Jesus and be a part of his kingdom mission to the world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 14. Please follow along in your Bibles, or you can look at the screens. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and I was prophesying there was a noise, a rattling sound and the bones came together. Bone to bone, I looked, and tendons of flesh <clears throat> appeared on them, and skin covered them. There was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, 
and say it. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded and breath entered them. Then they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut up. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I'll put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you on your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord and I have spoken and that I have done it, declares the Lord. Our New Testament reading this morning is from Acts 2, 1 through 21. Please follow along in your Bibles or look to the screens. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? From all different regions, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the cloud. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will see dreams. Even on my spirits, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. Good morning. My name is Bailey McKim, and I'm a freshman at Mercer Island High School. Ever since I could perceive the nature of God's workings, which was a young age, I have been so in awe of his love. I am very blessed to be raised by parents that love and serve the Lord. They have taught me a lot about him and what he has done for me. Of course, they could not force a relationship with the Father on me. They could only witness to the gospel and to the truth and demonstrate being servants in the way they lived out their ministry. My heart responded with a pursuing to know more and a, and a fascination in knowing someone died for my sins. And so for the last 15 years of my life, I can't remember a time when the voice of God was not dominant in my heart. I also can't forget how big of an impact Young Life has made on how the love of God shines through caring leaders, my parents who have been on staff at different times for many years, and watching my friends and myself be transformed by the love of Jesus through Young Life. However, despite the blessings of my upbringing, there has been many seasons of life where I have been distant from God. Many times I have wanted to stray. I stand here today confident that my own path led me right back to Jesus, for I could not go on without him. 
I could not drown out the loud convictions the Holy Spirit sends on my soul regularly. He keeps me in check, and he tests my obedience and my patience always. This year, I picked up my Bible. I will admit I had not dove into this book and chewed on its material in a very long time. My spirit had become dim, and the presence of Jesus was rather distant. It started when I transitioned into middle school and worsened into high school. I recently asked my dad if I read a lot of the Bible when I was little. He, my dad told me I used to read it every day. My eyes grew wide as I could not flip to a page in that book that didn't have a portion highlighted. And though I don't remember reading it every day, I remember how much joy and completeness I had felt then. I asked him when I stopped reading. He answered simply, when we moved to Mercer Island. Truly, my heart had reached a game of tug-of-war transitioning here. The awareness of money and friend groups who didn't have the same values as me brought on ways to fill myself up with worldly opportunities. And at times, I lost sight of what I really needed. I believe God used this as a way of showing me the unmistakable reality that I need him, and only him. Two months ago, God called me to let go of something I held precious to me. The choice to obey was difficult and heartbreaking, but his love had become, has become exceedingly more prominent through it all, and I know that his plans are far better than my own. Joining this church, beginning confirmation in the middle of all of this growth, I look back today and see my journey was truly transforming and beautiful. It was rough at times. I must admit that some days confirmation didn't feel worthwhile because of my wavering of faith and the temptations I faced around me. But recently, God has given me a strong desire to pursue biblical history, and confirmation increased my understanding of God's interior and exterior workings and the entirety of my faith. I have a deep craving for God. He overrides even the things I hold the most precious to me in this world. Thank you to my mentor, Marissa Levesque, for being an incredible role model and young life leader and for passing down wisdom and encouragement. To my own young life leader, Megan Johnson, and to Elise Steele for all the hard work and selfless effort she put into helping us know what it means to be confirmed in our faith in God. My favorite verse is Hebrews 11, verses 25 to 26. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Thank you. Hi, my name is Tristan Rue Johnson and I'm a freshman at Newport High School and today I will be confirming my faith. Life before Christ never existed for me. I was raised as a Christian, I am a Christian, and I know I always will be. I've never given it a second thought. I've never genuinely considered God not being real. He has always been a part of me, and I'm glad I was lucky enough to be introduced to him at such a young age. My beliefs developed at a young age. He has always been a solution to my needs. Sometimes I get distracted from how powerful he truly is in times of need. I forget what he can do for me. I always wonder what it would be like if he, hasn't, if he wasn't there to be a solution, how empty we would all feel without having something someone to talk to and to put all of our trust into. Throughout life, there are times where I feel closer to Christ than I have ever felt before, which can be really eye-opening. The motivation that I have always had to continue on my faith journey was the thought of how empty I would feel without God. Sometimes all I need is the comfort that there is a God who wants the best for me and I will forgive, that will forgive me no matter what happens. 
I've always been a curious person, even at a young age, and I, was all, and I always wanted to learn more about Christianity. At around five or six, I openly and verbally called out that I accepted Jesus and wanted him to be a part of my life. When I was around nine or ten, my cousin and I went to a Christian camp called Camp the Cascades for a week. It was our first time being away from home, and we were miserable. We didn't like being away from home, and I remember complaining about our day activities and how bored we were. Although I was not very open-minded, towards the end of the week, someone gave a brief message. They said something about Lord, the Lord being your perspective and letting him guide you, which stuck with me, not knowing why it did. That was one of the first times I knew I was getting closer to God. I could just feel how peaceful my faith made things, and it really affected me in an amazing way. I have found that all it takes to find peace is prayer and trust in the Lord. In high school, there are so many pressures on people, more specifically teenage girls. So my relationship with Christ has taught me how to be mature and how to find peace in miserable and heart-aching circumstances. Most people struggle with society making life more difficult, but with God, he can make life much easier and comforted. My favorite verse is, Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me hi my name is Elizabeth Baker I am in eighth grade at Islander Middle School and I, today I will be confirming my faith I've always been in Christian church and believing in God has been a natural feeling for me I never really knew anything else but this I've always believed in God and loved him but never really had a connection or strong bond to him I didn't think I really needed to go to confirmation because I thought I had a good enough relationship with God. I decided to take a chance to put in faith and go anyways. I was uncomfortable at first because I didn't know anyone other than acquaintances. I grew up being really shy and not pushing my boundaries enough. I had good grades and good relationships with people and thought that was enough. I still felt like I was missing something big in my life and couldn't figure out what. I had tried to fill that gap before with things like making new friends, working extra hard on schoolwork, and social activities. When my mom first told me about confirmation, I decided to give it a try. It took lots of time and energy, and it didn't seem like a high priority, especially with school, extracurriculars, and other social events. Some of my homework was turned in a little later than it was due because I was working on my confirmation, sermon notes, or homework and devotions. It was difficult to keep up with both, and sometimes I just wanted to give up and be done with it because I thought it was too much. I knew that God was testing me, and I was determined to let him into my heart. I've had trials and struggles with not being able to finish schoolwork and drama in my friend group. I usually didn't pray very much before, but since I joined confirmation, I kept praying and asking for advice from the Lord. It has helped me so much with everything in life, and I feel a much stronger connection with God than before. Over time, I started to feel more comfortable and notice understanding of the Bible more and start genuinely enjoying being there. Confirmation was helpful because school got stressful at times, and what I learned there helped me through it, and I learned to see God in other aspects of life and have him guide me to help in areas of stress. It was also especially fun to have youth group after to play games and not have to think about other things going on in life. This also helped me build a relationship with God. As confirmation is ending, it's kind of a relief and something else to be done with, but I'm proud that I managed to make it through despite the difficulties. And I'm glad I made new friends, had fun experiences, and learned to feel more connected to God and closer to God than ever before. I am thankful that confirmation happened, and I'm ready to move on to the next part of my life with a newfound connection in faith, with God guiding me so I can better and know that I have eternal life in Him. My favorite verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. John 15, 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. 
Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. My name is Samuel Postma. I'm a homeschooled ninth grader, and today I'll be confirming my faith. I thought I was a Christian my whole life. When I was six, I had a bad dream, and my mom came in and rocked me in the rocking chair. She said that Jesus loves me, and that he died for me, and if I ask him into my heart, I don't have to be afraid. I, in turn, said, I have to do that right now. As I grew older, I went to church regularly. I knew the Bible fairly well, and if you would ask me, I probably would have said that I was a Christian. Despite this, I didn't really know Christ. During the year 2016, I was struggling with my faith. I felt like I was missing something, but I didn't know how to get it. One night, I was reading a book called Bruchko. This is a, a biography of a missionary to a hostile group of natives in South America. I was reading about the night that Bruchko first accepted Jesus. And, and as I read this, my, heart started to fill with my eyes started to fill with tears. When I could no longer see through the tears, I put the book down and prayed. I prayed for sincerity, and as I look back, I'm not really sure why I prayed for that at that specific time. I think I meant this to mean being truthful. Perhaps this was a prayer that God gave me because he answered it quite differently. After this, I just cried. And then, a little while later, a smile crept onto my lips and I laughed. After this, I felt a change. I certainly don't claim to have a perfect faith. I still have to remind myself that I'm helpless and that only Jesus can actually change me. I still struggle with doubts. Some of these, like those that attack my very foundation, I think are a little strange because although I can't ignore them, I don't think I believe them either. For some of these doubts, God has given me answers, but for the rest, I simply pray that he will give me faith and, if it is his will, answers. Despite this, I see a difference. I can see him where I don't remember seeing him before. Jesus is helping me grow, clo grow closer to him, and he is helping me with my faith. He is helping me answer and say with growing confidence that I believe. I believe that Jesus is God's one and only son. Jesus is fully God and fully human. He did die for my sins, and he was raised to life on the third day. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. As I said before, I still have doubts. But I think that saying this might have changed, might have helped, especially in the long run. I do find myself in dark places sometimes. Yet Jesus is helping me overcome, even if I don't see him working constantly. I will say that God is helping me where I'm helpless. He is drawing me closer to him, and I'm abiding with him more and more. While I do this, I simply pray for patience, that I may wait and watch him work. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Before I close, I will leave you with a verse that I commonly pray, and that is Psalm 139, 23 through 24, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. 
Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Thank you. Hi, my name is Gabby O'Donnell, and today I'll be confirming my faith. Before starting confirmation, I believed in God and pretty much knew the basics about the church, the Bible, and God. I also went to church almost every Sunday. When I was younger, I also went to Sunday school. My relationship with God was normal, and I would sometimes pray and read the Bible. During confirmation, I learned a lot more about less well-known stories from the Bible. I also learned more in details about important events. Confirmation really helped me understand the Bible a lot more, and my relationship with God grew so much. I learned a ton, and it was so helpful to be surrounded by kids my age going, all going through the same things. We would always talk about how our week was going, and it was nice to hear other people had the same struggles that I did. It made me feel, I made so many friends during confirmation, and the friendships with the friends I already had grew. I also remember having the best time and making the best memories. Confirmation was a big learning experience, but I know I grew so much in such a short time. I know each and every one of us learned so much, and confirmation will always be something I remember. I would like to thank my mentor, Ashley, for always being there and supporting me, and also to Elise and Julia for always being there. My favorite verse is from 1 Corinthians 13, 7 through 8, and it says, Love bears all things, believe all th believes all things, endures all things, love never ends. Hi, I'm Madison Noak, and I'm a sophomore at Newport, and today I'm getting confirmed. My life before Christ is, is, was not very different. I have always known him for as long as I can remember. My parents grew up taking me to church, so I feel like it was, I was kind of born into it. He's always been there, and I have, known his, I have always known he was there. It's something I have naturally accepted. I wanted to start confirmation to build on my relationship with him and take a step back without having my biased parents and parents making sure God is something I really want in my life. Throughout my two years in confirmation, I have learned so much about, so much more about him. I knew the basics, but they can't really go in that depth in church and focus on one thing at a time like we did in confirmation. This is when I really got to learn more about him and connect on a different level. His love for everyone is really inspiring and has really helped me want to change for the better. Like all people, you're going to have your ups and downs with God. Sometimes it's hard to believe all the things he's done and how he forgives everything. A few months ago, I met this girl. My dad made me go up to her because she was singing, and I wanted to tell her she was amazing. But I got scared, but my dad was going to do it, so I might as well have anyway. And she told me to try out youth group. At first, I was kind of scared, but I met so many friends that are now a support to me. And since I have always wanted to go to, and since I always want to go to church and go to youth group, uh, I'm really starting to grow in faith and more, it, like more and more, and it's super exciting for me. Being a teenager and all, I have a lot of stress in my life. Even though I have overcome most of it, I still get stressed. I still remember how I felt the first day of high school. I was so nervous. Yes, I had a lot of friends, but I didn't have lunch and classes with all of them. And for me, it's scary meeting new people. 
I go to a big school and I had to adjust and meet new people. But I overcame all that stress with the help of God and trusting him that things will work out how they planned. I receive Christ by praying and asking for his forgiveness. I went on a retreat with my youth group and that youth group and when I started and then I started having an even bigger bond with God. I realized so much and my faith just became stronger. I began to make amazing new friends that are a great support system for me. I feel more and more loved knowing God is always with me no matter what, and I have friends that understand my Christianity. Right now, I have an amazing Christian community of peers, and I truly feel like I belong. All because I met this girl and went to youth group, my faith in God grew so much, and I think he did that on purpose. I now feel like I can live more in the moment knowing that I'm always safe with God. He's even more there for me than I realized. My favorite, my favorite Bible verse is from 2 Timothy 4, 6-8. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. The time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, but not only to me, but to all of those who long for appearing. This is my favorite because when I was in vacation Bible camp, this was the verse we memorized, and it just kind of stuck with me. It reminds me of the time when I was little and I was just starting to meet God on a different level. Thank you. Hello, my name is Carl Schmid. I'm a freshman at Mercer Island High School, and I've been in the confirmation program for the last two years. My faith journey started as a little kid who went to the Pebble Preschool, a faith-based preschool, but I would only attend church on special occasions such as Easter and Christmas. During that time, I didn't put any effort into believing in God or care about doing so. I just liked the presents during Christmas and the icons on Easter Sunday, only the materialistic things that came with it. During my preschool years, God just sounded like another Christian thing that I didn't know too much about. During this time, I felt more lonely without a godlike figure to put my trust in. I think that I was too young to understand how to be a Christian, even though I was surrounded by my very strong family members that are Christians. In fact, my Uncle Scott, right there, has been my mentor throughout confirmation, and he is one of the strongest Christians that I know. When I got older, more around middle school, my friends started talking more about religion and how often we went to church. I started talking to God more when I wanted to be more involved in my faith. I felt like it would make my life better as a whole and give me someone to gain important life tips and advice from. I realized that I wanted someone to speak to. That's when I tried to put more effort into my relationship with God. He gave me someone to pray to, but most importantly, someone to be in the presence of. In sixth grade, I first started to attend wildlife, an hour hangout that started with activities and transitioned into Bible talk at the very end. I would go to these on Fridays with my friends, but these events would cater to be more of a social event to me, and I always never cared for the talk we had about Bible at the end, only pretending to care so I looked more involved in my faith. But later, I went for a big leap, and in seventh grade, I went to Creekside Summer Camp, which my other uncle, Doug, actually helped build, where I learned more about God and prayed to him during the time of the camp. This camp was a great booster in my faith because of my family being so close to it and the lessons that it taught me in the week that I was there. The camp gave me very important uh, times to discuss knowledge about the Bible that I wasn't very sure of, but more, most importantly, good times to pray to him, to speak to him, and to gain knowledge from him. After the camp, I kept praying and felt like I was getting in a closer relationship with God. 
During camp, I felt like I truly accepted Jesus Christ as my, as my Lord and Savior. My life instantly improved when I accepted Christ into my heart. He gave me someone to speak to and trust. He made me feel more content in my day-to-day -day life. He is an amazing person who has guided me throughout my life. Although I feel like I already accepted Jesus Christ in my heart before confirmation class even started, I felt as if confirmation was a gigantic booster in my faith. I've never felt so confident in my faith, and I can totally relate it back to confirmation class. Even though my confirmation took two years to complete, I know that it paid off. I have so many benefits from it and not a single negative at all. Through confirmation in Jesus Christ, I have made myself as a better person, a better person as a whole, became a lot closer in my faith and personal relationships with him, and would definitely recommend it to anyone who wants to get closer to Jesus Christ. Now he makes me want to pray and speak to him every night, and attend church as often as I am able to. He makes me love Christianity and him as a whole together. So as I reflect on my 15 years of life, I didn't realize how close I was to Christianity my whole life and how it's been so close to me since the beginning. I would like to thank my teachers, Elise, Julia, and Brent, who have been very patient with me and taught me so much about my faith. After reading through many parts of the Bible and confirmation class, my favorite verse is Romans 8:18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And finally, I look forward to getting baptized this summer to continue on with my faith journey. Thank you. As we have heard from these students, they don't just come to faith in a vacuum or on their own, that it is a community of people that have surrounded them and been present in their lives that have brought them to Christ. So this morning we want to say thank you to the parents, to the grandparents, to the families, to the Christian communities that have supported and loved these students that have brought them to this place in faith. And we especially want to say thank you to somebody who has journeyed with them for the last two years, who has given up her Wednesdays, and who was willingly come to every single confirmation. She has said she has seen these students grow so much in the last two years, and that's Julia Congdon. Hi, my name is Creed Finnefrock, and I am 14 years old, and I am one of the people being confirmed today. When I was very little, I began seriously thinking about inviting Jesus into my life. I spent the first 10 years of my life growing up in rural China, where there was no official church and very few Christians. One of the main reasons that I began considering accepting Christ to my heart was watching my parents live out their faith in kind and gentle ways as they worked and ministered to the people where we lived. Even as a little kid, I saw the difference that knowing Jesus made in someone's life. In China, I remember my parents always playing worship songs and teaching my siblings and me stories from the Bible. We held a small worship service every Sunday with our friends, and Sunday school was held in my bedroom. I remember listening to my parents share with local friends in our home the love of God and the hope we have in Jesus. It didn't matter what problems people had. My parents were always very open about the struggles and matters of faith. Our family also prayed every night and at mealtime. My dad would often recite a version of John 3.16 that he adapted to make it easier for me and my siblings to understand. The verse went like this. God loved the people in the world so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, as a payment for our sins. Now whoever believes in Jesus will not die eternal death, but will have eternal life. Another verse that my dad recited was John 17.3. 
and it went like this. And this is eternal life that you may know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Reciting these verses and worshiping the Lord all the time pulled me towards making Jesus the Lord of my life. I also came to understand my own sinfulness and that Jesus wanted to save me from my sin. I gradually came to this realization through reading the Bible, praying, and going to Sunday school where I was constantly being reminded that I needed God's help in my life. I also realized that I needed Jesus' help and that he loved me and desired to shepherd me in my life. Another motivation to accept Jesus into my life was the verse Psalm 34, 8. The verse says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. This verse explained that those who trust in the Lord and believe in him are blessed and that he is a good God. I remember that one late night after school, I felt compelled to make Jesus the Lord of my life. So I walked out of my room in our small apartment in China and told my parents that I wanted to bring Jesus into my heart and life. We prayed together for a while, and I received Jesus as my Savior. Almost immediately, I felt happier, and I was more interested in the Bible and what God has done for us. I was also more kind and patient towards others. I began making more decisions based on if it would please Jesus and make me more like him. A few benefits that I've experienced after accepting Jesus into my life are, one, not being scared of many things that others are afraid of, like being alone, abandoned, or accepted. Secondly, knowing that I am accepted and loved no matter where I go. I know that no matter what I do or how I feel, I am still loved by God. I know I will make mistakes and that life has its challenges, but it's such an assurance knowing that Jesus have my, has my life in his hands. Proof of this in the Bible is the verse Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The best benefit of them all is that I know that someday I will be with the Lord in heaven. To my, I would like to say thank you to my confirmation leaders, to my family, my mentor, John Cord Cardona, aunts and uncles and grandparents for their love and support. Thank you. Hi, my name is Emmy. I'm a freshman at Renton Prep, and today I'm going to be sharing my journey through confirmation. I grew up in a Christian family, so learning to accept my faith was not too difficult for me. I was used to the idea of one large God up in heaven controlling what we do, unlike some people who come from a non-Christian background. I always saw the work of God around me because the topic was always present. So it wasn't that hard for me when I joined confirmation class at the beginning of eighth grade. I had a good time learning about God in depth and spending time with friends. I didn't ever really view it as a big step in my spiritual life. I thought of it as a Bible study or like a more serious youth group. I learned that I could have the comforting knowledge that God is looking out for me. I felt confident and reliant that I could count on something when I was stressed with school and other obstacles. Another way that I noticed the work of God around me is through others. Seeing someone spread their faith to others has always been inspirational for me and pushes me to try harder. For example, our family friend, who I call Grammy Gwen, is really inspirational for me because she is so kind and generous. I look forward to visiting her every time because she is always very thoughtful. But even though confirmation is a huge step in anybody's faith, it is not the final step. I know that I'm still growing and learning every day, and I know this won't be the ultimate destination. People all around me every day are teaching me in different ways. So even though this is a substantial development, I want to continue to grow my perspective of my faith through others and through God. My favorite verse from the Bible is John 15, 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. I like this verse because I believe that we should treat other, with, other people with love and respect. 
And lastly, I want to thank my mentor, Monica Finnefrock, and my teachers, Elise and Julia, for their commitment. Thank you. Hi, I'm Liliki Hanya, and I'm a freshman at Air National School in Bellevue. Today, I'll be confirming my faith. Throughout my childhood, I've been faced with tough injuries. I've been playing sports since I could walk, and I truly enjoy them. Unfortunately, I've had several long-term injuries. I struggled with facing the reality of these injuries, being that they prevented me from doing what I love. For example, when I was concussed the first time, I couldn't play soccer, and I couldn't dance on my dance team when I was concussed for the second time. As a result, I fell into sorrow and pain. I could not participate on my team, which distanced me from my teammates. Also, I could not go to school, so I missed my friends. It was hard to handle this feeling of isolation. I've gone to Sunday school weekly since I could remember. I began to, it began to feel like an unconscious routine that didn't add or bring anything fulfilling to my life. When I heard about a class called Confirmation, where I could learn more in depth about the Bible, God, and being a Christian, I was instantly intrigued. I was interested in finding my own path with God. This class gave me an opportunity to make independent decisions about my faith. During the class, I could completely pull away from my busy life to deeply think about God and my relationship with him. I want to thank my mentor, Crystal, for helping me through this journey, and Elise and Julia for teaching me so I can become closer with God. I got so much support during my concussions from my parents, friends, and families, but I still felt lonely because no one was going through what I was. I felt as though I was facing this draining challenge on my own. This is when I turned to God for healing and care. I could not understand why God would put me through this terrible experience if he loved me. Prayer gave me those answers. I began to trust in the plan God has for me. God showed me the positive part of these challenges. He taught me many valuable lessons throughout my concussions. I learned to take care of myself and to advocate for myself. I became so much stronger and closer to God. I realized that God has a purpose for every obstacle in my life. He will always be there for me during hard times. I prayed to God and asked him to forgive me for my sins. I began to make Christ priority in my life by trying my best to come to church every week. Also, I did my first Lenten discipline, which put God first above my desire and temptation. I found peace of mind by praying to God about my worries. God makes everything work out. He has a plan for my life and everyone else's. I can overcome challenges by looking at the positive side of them. I trust in God's plan for me, even when things seem hard and impossible. Now I'm able to push through these hardships by trusting in his plan. I do not feel alone when I'm going through hard times because God is with me always and forever. Worry and stress do not hold me back from joy and positivity. My favorite verse comes from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. In this kindness, God called you to share in his internal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Thank you. Hi, my name is Mia Nakano. I'm in eighth grade at IMS, and today I'll be confirming my faith. Growing up, I went to church, prayed before bed, and read the Bible. I did not think a lot about why I was doing it. It was just part of life. I believed everything anyone said about Christ, so my beliefs changed a lot, and I did not have a strong opinion on God. When I got older, I heard more about the Bible and how Jesus saved us from our sins. This caused me to start putting more meaning into what I was learning in Sunday school and think more about my actions. In sixth grade, I stopped going to church and didn't think about God that often. Everything I did was kind of pointless, and I felt stuck. 
This is when I realized I needed something in my life to change, and I started going back to church. I started praying when I needed help, and I thought a lot more about my faith. I went to youth group and was surrounded by other kids who believed in God. This is when I decided to pray God into my heart. When I was in seventh grade, I asked my mom to help me pray God into my heart. I prayed for him to forgive me and that he would help me in life. After this, I prayed every day and became more independent. I became more focused and aware I was doing. Later, I joined wildlife and met new people and leaders who could talk to me about my faith. Then I started a confirmation and learned even more about the Bible. My favorite verse is John 13, 7. Jesus replied, you do not realize wh how, what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Hi, my name is Slater Dewey. I'm a freshman at Mercer Island High School, and today I'm going to be confirming my faith. Throughout my life, Christ has always been present. Since I was a newborn, Christ has been in my life. My parents are the main reason God and the Holy Spirit have, are with me. They're the ones that put me in Sunday school throughout my adolescent age, and God's always been in my life pretty much. I thought of him more as an inspiration and something to pray to every night. I thought this the whole time I lived in California. The big change in my life with Christ was at the Christian summer camp, Sambika. Sambika is a Christian summer camp where kids can play in the lake, fields, and amazing other places, as well as figure out where God is present in their lives. The first year I attended, I attended with a few friends, mostly admiring the camp and what fun it had to offer, not admiring Christ being present in the camp. Over a few summers, I started to realize the presence of God in my life. But one summer when I was about 11 years old, I really learned. The instructor during that summer was the best. That summer I let God into my heart and additionally had the best time of my life. As I said earlier, I never really understood God and how he was present in my life when I was a kid. But after that summer camp, I really knew how God worked in my life. A few months ago, I was playing a soccer game and something unfortunate happened. I went for a tackle on the ball, and a giant player on the other team charged over and stepped on my foot. I played a few more minutes until a massive wave of pain flooded my leg. I hobbled off the field only to realize that it was horribly painful to walk. My dad drove me to the hospital, and I figured out that I broke my foot. The doctor first stated that I was going to be on crutches for four weeks. I thought it wasn't going to be that bad, so I got through the four weeks excited to walk again. Little did I know that the doctor would keep adding four weeks for the next three visits. Through this stage of non-walking, I really thought about my relationship with God. Can I trust him? Why can't he answer my prayers? I prayed every night, and I thought I would magically start walking again. I kept going to the doctors, hoping that I would be able to walk. But every time I got back into the car, driving home with my crutches, I started to question my faith of God. I prayed with him every night, begging to walk again, but he never let me. I thought God hated me and wanted me on crutches forever. But right when all hope was almost gone, he showed up. I was going back to the doctors for my final checkup. I, was, I would either leave walking or with a scheduled surgery that would extend my crutch time by eight more weeks. And I thought that would suck because I was already on them for 14 to 16 weeks. <laughs> I prayed to God the whole night and the morning before my appointment, begging for healing. I walked in prepared to be a disappointed, but God showed up and healed my foot. I was free to walk. This story shows how at the last moment, the sign of hope, God will show up and save. A verse that I feel really explains this story is Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. It reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. 
I'm beyond grateful for Elise, Brent, Julia, and Chris, my mentor, for guiding me through this process. Thank you. Hi, my name is Pamela Pont. I'm a sophomore at Mercer Island High School, and today I'll be confirming my faith. Ever since I can remember, I've been attending church. I never really went to learn about God. I mostly went because I enjoyed the crafts that we did during the kids' class. I also enjoyed playing soccer in my flats and nice dress in the dirt with my friends at church. When I was 11 years old, I found out we were leaving Spain to move to the US. I had mixed feelings, but I was mostly sad because I didn't want to leave my friends and family behind. A week after I knew we were moving, I was told that my grandpa had died. My grandpa and I were really close. We would do all sorts of crazy things, stuff together, and he would let me control his wheelchair at times, which was fun. When they told me that he had died, all the things that I had been learning about, God, about Jesus and how he loves us so much came to mind, and it wasn't a good thing. I was thinking, how can God love me if he took my grandfather away from me forever? How, how do I know he actually cares and is there for me? When we moved, my sister and I started going to youth group, and that is when I started actually that is when I started to actually want to come to church. Not because the actual learning about God experience, but more of having fun with my friends I had made. About a year and a half later, for what I thought was no reason, I started feeling very down and out of energy. I did, I did not feel like doing anything and felt really lonely, even though I was surrounded by people. I was very lost and started having trouble with my family and situations in and out of school. One day, I was laying in bed with, a, with horrible thoughts in my mind because I started to realize that I could not pick up the phone and call my grandfather. I could not let him know how I was doing, and I could not see how he was doing. During this time, I talked a lot to my grandmother, and I always remember her, taking, her talking to me about God and how if I wanted to get better, I should pray for help. That night, when I could not fall asleep, I got on my knees and started to pray. I had not prayed in over four years, but I was desperate for help. I prayed for me to find myself again because I felt lost in my own self. A few months went by and I just felt worse. When I prayed, my brain thought that nothing was going to happen, but my heart hoped for a change. Even though I didn't, even though I didn't want to leave my room, my mom, my mom made me go camp to the camping retreat with a youth group. In that trip, we went camping, white water rafting, hiking, and rock climbing. White water rafting was so much fun. We sang, danced, and fell in the water. Then there was rock climbing. I went up the easier wall and once and, once and called it good. Two of the people I was hanging out with wanted to do the reclining thing, so I went up with them. I'm terrified of, I'm terrified of heights, you see, so I had no intention of going down with them. The instructor told me to go, to go down, but I actually started to freak out of how scared I was. After a few attempts, I went down, and it wasn't as scary as I thought. It was actually kind of fun. I also got a t-shirt for being brave. <laughs> Julia, t Julia, our leader, two other girls, and I went to the van to cool off and stay there so that we were not out in the hot sun. While we were watching, the others kept rock climbing. Uh, we started talking. Julia shared her testimony with us, and I'm pretty sure I started crying. After that moment, I shut down. I had no words, no emotion, no nothing. When we got back to our home for those four days, 
Julia noticed that I was very down, so she came up to me, and in that moment, I started crying and explained to her that her story gave me hope. She went through similar things that I had and was going through, and she got through it with the help of God. So I knew that I trusted, that if I trusted God, I would get through the tough moments in my life. After this trip, I started to be more involved with the church and actually wanted to learn more about God, which thanks to my mentor, Susie, I joined confirmation so I could do so. I began to feel happier and realized that things do not that things do happen for a reason and that God only gives us the life that we're living because he knows we can handle it, which was kind of hard uh, for, that to, for that to sink in because my life still feels like a huge, unpredictable roller coaster. But thanks to the time, thanks to time and confirmation, I have learned that in that when those closest to me are not there or even I'm having some trouble and don't really want to talk to anybody about it. I can always turn to God because he's always going to be there to listen, not judge, and help no matter what. My two favorite verses are, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord our, your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. And trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your word on your own understanding and all your ways. Submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 to 9. Because when I'm at my worst, these two verses give me hope and make me feel better. Thank you. At this time, I invite the confirmands to come up onto the stage. They were telling me all morning how nervous they were, but I think they're doing a fabulous job. So, well done, class of 2018. <laughs> Brothers and sisters in Christ, just as nature has its times and seasons, each of which is important, so in the providence of God does human nature. There is a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time for the early and latter rain. This is most certainly true, and thanks be to God. Today we rejoice because our youth are on the same gracious pilgrimage in faith as we are, having been drawn by God's word, by holy example, by sacraments, and by prayer. We know that their journey has only begun, Yet we are confident that God who began a good work in them will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. We give thanks to God who awakens the faith in them and in us. As your pastor and teacher, it is my prayer that these expressions of faith may provide the basis for commitment of your life in Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Now answering only for yourself and in perfect freedom to be silent if you cannot yet answer, I now call upon you to respond to the following questions with the response of, I do. Do you confess personal faith in Jesus Christ and desire with God's help to be his disciple? Do you confess, do you believe with the church of Jesus Christ that the Bible, the Old and New Testament is the word of God telling the story of God and God's people in the past and guiding them today. As you continue in your life, do 
Do you intend to keep worshiping in Christ's church, listening to his word, and responding to his call according to your faith? So be it according to your faith. At this time, I want to invite the confirmation mentors, those who have journeyed with these students for the last two years, to come and stand behind them and lay your hands upon them. And Pastor Julie will be praying for our class. All right, would you bow your heads and pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the salvation promised in Jesus Christ and for its benefits, the forgiveness of sins, acceptance by you and your people, and the promise of eternal life. But God, we especially thank you for these students today who have taken a step of confirming their faith. We thank you for the two years that they have committed to seeking you and seeking what it is to have their own faith apart from their parents and people around them. God, we thank you now for what you have begun in each of them, and we do know that you will bring it to completion. We pray that as they continue on this journey, that they will find you faithful, God, at every turn, that they will continue to seek you in their situations. God, we pray that you will strengthen them with your gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge and reverence, the spirit of wonder and awe in your presence. God, we thank you for what you have begun. We thank you, God, that we can entrust them to you and that this is not a beginning, but it is actually um, just the continuation of what you have been doing in their life since they were born, Lord. Many of them said that they cannot remember life without you, and we know that is true because you were there when they were born. You knit them together in their mother's womb, and you will continue with them on this journey. God, encourage them when they feel discouraged, give them hope when they don't see hope, and continue to be a light in their, uh, in their life. Thank you, Lord, for the work you have done, and we just count on you to continue it. In your name we pray, amen. And at this time, at the completion of confirmation, students receive a Bible. And these students have picked their own Bibles that they have wanted. You may see that there are some kindergarten Bibles in the mix. Students did not choose those. Um, some of the Bibles got back ordered. So we just wanted to say that in case you jump to some conclusions. All right. So first, Bailey McKim. Tristan Rude Johnson. Elizabeth Baker. Creed Finnefrock. Emmy Sung. Lily Kahanya. Samuel Postma. Gabby O'Donnell, Maddie Noak, Carl Schmid, Mia Nakano, Slater Dewey, Pamela Pont. Olivia Riley. 
Church, this is your confirmation class of 2018. As the confirmation class of 2018, we want to thank you, the congregation, for providing a space for us to learn more about God and to embrace the Christian faith as our own. It's been good to be with you this morning, a reminder that offering boxes are in the back. Now church, receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.